Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, best-selling author, speaker, and coach and entrepreneur, Eddie Hill. Eddie, you are also the founder of the Prosper Formula, and you are found on the web at prosperformula.com. That also happens to be the name of your book. So, Eddie, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, Josh, for having me on. Now, I see on your book cover, you're an Edward, uh, but then on your Zoom, I see Eddie. Which, Which do I call you? Yeah, you know, I don't, only my mother calls me Edward, and that's usually when I'm in trouble, but, uh, you know, that my publisher said you you have to be professional, and Eddie, Eddie does, sounds like a child, so, and he's probably ah. right, but, uh, so I use Edward, but call me Eddie, call me, and, and you know, it don't matter to me. Uh, okay, that sounds great. Well, what is the profit form, the, the, I'm sorry, the Prosper formula? Yeah, so, um, and like, I got to take a step back, that's a little more in depth uh, than it just sounds, but it, it is a formula. Um, and I like acronyms, so it's actually the acronym P-R-O-S-P-E-R, and I'll tell you exactly what it is here in a second, but I'm going to give you a, uh, you know, a little uh, brief history of it. Um, I own a, a big marketing agency, a, a pretty good uh, you know, multi-seven-figure marketing agency, and we're, we, we've been working with small business owners for uh, about 12 years, since 2011, and interesting, we, you know, I'm, I, uh, I'm, I'm a science guy, so I love split testing things and seeing what works, what doesn't. And when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, when we're figuring out what was going on with these, these big ins, could, could be lawyers and plumbers and HVAC and accounting firms and everything in between, um, you know, from actually, you know, flower shops, you know, sign shops. I mean, I, I mean, big and small SMBs. We call them, you know, brick and mortar SMBs, meaning they have a location of some sort, usually. Uh, not necessarily a nationally brand, most of them are not, but when, when we work with these, we worked with thousands, um, I was just taking note of what was, you know, what, some were prosperous and some were not. And I'm like, well, why is that? And uh, for me as, a, as an entrepreneur too, I, I, I wanted to know. So my wife and I own a few other businesses and we, we were figuring it out on our own and it came down to these seven things. So um, now none of this is going to be life changing. When I tell you these, you're going to go, oh yeah, that makes sense. But what happens is when you actually reverse engineer most businesses, they're not, they don't have some of these, uh, or they haven't thought of some of this, or they haven't, they certainly haven't implemented any standard operating procedures to go do it. So here's the seven. And I'll, I mean, I, I'm all holding back, but here it is. It's not, again, it's not like you know mind shattering, but you're you're going to get it when I when I start talking about the Prosper formula. So here it is. The P is prospects. So obviously we got to go get more prospects, right? So uh, that comes in many forms. If you know, again, if you're a chiropractor or you know a dentist, then you you got to bring in new new prospects. 
Um, same way with your your business, my business, Josh, we we have to have uh, prospects. And so I, I, I put it in the realm of the know, like, and trust, right? People do business with people that know, like, and trust. Well, the prospecting is in the no category, meaning that's your circle of influence. This is what you excel at, Josh. You're, you're a master at growing circle of influences for yourself, but also other people. That's what, I mean, literally that's what, you know, up your influence is, right? Up your influence meaning get to know more people, right? And, mm-hmm. and so- strongly believe in that you know no like trust this is the this is the 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 route or this is the customer journey or the prospect journey you got to get them to know you first right if they don't know you they, they can do anything but then you got to get them to like you and trust you right so uh otherwise there there's no chance of them doing business with you or even you know connecting with you but uh so no like trust try by evangelize that's the route so no like trust try i mean dip their toe in the water try something out hey this guy's pretty cool i'm gonna maybe try something here and then when they try it, they buy, buy, I mean, is in deep and also recurring, right? So buy it often, more often. So uh, back to dentist, you know, try this, try the teeth whitening. Oh, they're great. I'm going to go back and use them or whatever. Um, so no like trust, try by evangelize, meaning evangelize is meaning where they tell others to use you. And um, that's, that's kind of critical. So um, I think that's the route. So back to the prosper formula um, that still coincides with that, that customer journey prospects is in the no category. Okay. That R that for prosper uh, the prosper formula is ratio of closed sales. Right, I had it backwards. It's basically closing ratio. Um, you'd be amazed how many don't pay attention to this. So they see, you know, they have eight prospects or ten prospects. They close eight or whatever. Um, and and so like even even if you're a um, you know a HVAC company or um, it's it's amazing that they'll keep track of that metric. Um, the O is order average. So what is, what is your order average? So if you're, you know, uh, a sign shop and you, you sell banners and signs and your average is $100, how do you get it to $105? We'll talk about the numbers here in a second. But order average is critical uh, in the Prosper formula. The S, P-R-O-S, is sales frequency, how often they buy from you. Um, and some people would argue, oh, they only buy once a year. Well, you'd be amazed. Uh, you can get them to come back. Uh, a little more often uh, by doing specific things, adding adding on things that you can put in your business. And then the P, P-R-O-S-P, is productivity. So productivity, um, we can all agree that if we can take a, you know, obviously the Six Sigma and the uh, lean manufacturing, all those things, uh, there's no doubt that will hit, hit to your bottom line. And then the E is expenses. This is the only thing that we subtract, right? So we want to cut our expenses. Um, most people aren't looking at them with a fine tooth comb. This is one of the biggest areas of improvement that we do for our clients. And then the R for the prosper formula is retention, which means uh, retaining clients and keeping them around. So let me, let me give you the formula though. So now you know what they are. Uh, here's, here's the, here's the profound part of it. All you need to do is increase them by 5% or the Mm -hmm. expenses you decrease by 5%. If you do any four of these seven, you'll double your profit. And it's just math. This is not like voodoo or anything weird. It's just math, right? So, and trust me, I have I have a bunch of accounting firms. I make them do the math. So, if you increase your prospects by five percent, you increase your ratio, your closing ratio by five percent. You increase your you know frequency by five percent, or productivity, or you know minus your expenses by five percent, or your retention. Any four of those seven will double your profit. And I have, you know, I've got all this, I got dozens and dozens of different niches that we do this with. Um, and we have, uh, you know, real case studies that will we'll show this. So it's pretty profound. So let me just give you a quick example. If you're a million dollar business, I don't care necessarily what it is. And you cut your expenses by 5%, that's 50 grand to your bottom line, right? 50 grand like that. 
Now, if you increase your average order, now it's not just average order increase. It doesn't mean just increase your prices. That's one way to increase your average order. There's lots of ways to increase your average order. In fact, there's 37 ways in my book. But um, if you increase your average order by 5%, that's another 50 grand. So now you've just got 100 grand to your bottom line with just two of the prosper formula. I'm just, I'm kind of giving you an idea of how the math works. So I call it exponential little bits or elves. And uh, that came from a guy named Roy Williams. He's the wizard of ads, if you've heard of anything about him. But exponential little bits are, are tiny but relentless um, uh, changes that compound to, to make a miracle, right? It basically, they compound to make the miracle. They both work together because it's not, you know, 5% plus 5% should be 10% of the bottom line. No, when they work together, one goes up, one goes down. It's actually exponentially better on the bottom line. So that's that's the Prosper formula in a nutshell. So I, I was bigger than what you expected. It's just it's a little complicated, but I had to get through it all there. So. Yeah. What would you say, like in your work with uh, clients, obviously doing speaking, you, you know, you you work as a coach as well. What are some of the biggest com, you know, of everything you just shared there? What yeah. would you say de facto, like nearly everybody might think that they're doing X well, when in fact they're way underperforming compared to where they, what they could. I'm just, you know, some of the biggest uh, immediate ahas that, that you usually see in folks that you're engaging with. I love it. And the truth, it's not, it's not necessarily across the board, but some niches, it, it is across the board. So if you were to go down a niche line, I could tell you, but let me, let me give you your answer. So I, in my mind, um, so nowadays there is some that like I, I'm working with a gutter company. Um, he does not have a prospecting problem. He's booked out for three months. So if you were to think about the prospect form, where does his problem is in his productivity, his productivity, he's he's has massive problems and he needs more crews, obviously, but he also needs to be more efficient. When I mean productivity, he needs to be more efficient in how to move things through the system and get these customers done. Uh, you know, people are mad. They're not, I'm not going to wait three months to get gutters or whatever. So in his case, it's not prospecting, but most cases, I'm going to tell you, it is prospecting. Uh, and most general businesses, maybe, I, I mean, maybe not you, Josh, because you, uh, in fact, I think you have a course starting today, right? Talking about some of this, how to get uh, inbound leads, which I love. I, I mean, yeah. I, you're fascinating. Um, but not everybody, has, and that's why you're probably teaching the course, because everybody has problems with that. And it's yeah. a hard, it's a hard one to do unless you're doing specific uh, procedures to get it. So I would say prospects uh, is number one, but, but um, uh, retention is uh, retention is the new acquisition. I can't jump up and down and scream that enough. Like that, I, I, we are huge in retention to my business. We have, you know, I have 15 employees in this building. And then we, we talk about retention all the time. Take care of our current customers because it's much cheaper to do that, right? Than to acquire new customers. Um, so that's probably the second one's retention that we work with our clients um, is it's, it's baffling. And even like you think about a plumber or even HVAC company, like they don't think about retention a lot because they're just moving on to the next one. They, they, but it's not a one-time thing anymore. We're, we're pretty loyal. Uh, and car dealerships, I work with a lot of them. Like, oh, they buy a car every four years. Well, you want them to come back in four years? Like, you you probably want to work on retention. So, yeah, those are uh, big ones. Yeah, and you know, it's it's tough when there's a lot of competing noise out there. How can we as business owners be better judges of whether or not something is you know a good actionable advice that we should be doing versus something that you know, might sound good. Um, you know, obviously we don't want to go down rabbit holes. We want to go with tried and true and trusted, you know, something that's going to represent our values well as well. Um, any guidelines for that? Because again, there's a lot of, there, there's just so much we can do. 
as business leaders. And we can't do everything. We shouldn't be doing everything. Um, But how do you help people identify their most important use of their time and resources? I love it. And this is an ongoing thing. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I've perfected as much as I want, but I actually uh, created a uh, business assessment uh, survey. Um, and it's not, I mean, it's pretty robust, but we're we're making it to kind of just ask the right questions. And then in the, in the, in the meantime, we, on the back end, we get to see kind of where they're weak. Not, we're not like jabbing at them or, you know, ripping on them. We're like, we get it. Everybody has weaknesses. Um, and so the questions ask, uh, they're, they're quality questions that's going to basically take away the emotion. Because if you ask somebody, yeah, I'm really good at, I'm really good at closing sales. Our, you know, our closing ratio is awesome. But reality, a lot of times is different, right? So, oh yeah, I close nine out of 10. Really? Okay. It, it's a fascinating how many people tell me that. And then we get in there and they close like four out of 10. But oh, oh that didn't count. They're not a real good prospect. I'm like, well, they're still a pro- like you're doing the math, right? So, but the answer is you got to ask really good questions and, and uh, narrow down. So I believe I believe. Let me let me say it this way. And I have I have a philosophy. Um, I'll give you a little quick story. A guy named John Wanamaker. He, he was uh, he had a bunch of stores. He had a bunch of uh, retail stores in New York um, back in 1922. He said these words. Well, they, they, Macy's ended up buying his stores, so he he was the precursor to Macy's. So he was considered one of the greatest marketers uh, at the time ever. He was like the inventor of marketing at the time. He said these words: "50 percent of my marketing works. I just don't know which 50 percent." Have you heard, have you heard that? Right? Yeah. We've all heard that. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that, no, that's really good. Like when I first got in business, I'm like, oh, that's that's right. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know what, but here's the problem with that, Josh. And it's 19 or 19, it's 2023 now. That makes sense in 1922. It doesn't make sense in 2022 or 2023. You know, it doesn't make sense anymore because we can track everything infinitely. So because of that, we don't have to guess anymore what works and what doesn't, especially online marketing, right? Now, offline too, we can track it better than ever before, but we are tracking everything in our marketing agency. So like I said, when my marketing say we have hundreds of clients that we're tracking these things, these conversions, um, and so we can see. And so basically, you can't hide from the parts that, that you need help with. I, I don't call them weaknesses necessarily, but it's parts that you're going to need help with. And we're not making drastic changes. Remember, tiny, tiny but relentless changes, 5%. Five percent. This is not, you know, blow up your whole business to start over. I need to, I need to increase these things or decrease the expenses by five percent, and it's powerful uh, when you do it. Yeah, Eddie, tell me more about what, um, the ways that, like, let's say someone's like, okay, this all sounds really great. Um, how, how do people work with you? Like, what does engagement typically look like? Yeah. So again, it comes out of that assessment. Um, we basically, we, we're going to assess you. So let me just back up a little bit. We, we don't work with a lot of national uh, agencies, a lot of national you know companies. We can, it just, it works at different levels. So we're, our, our wheelhouse, as we like to say, is these local brick and mortar SMBs under, usually under 50 employees, usually between, you know, you know, 500,000, I guess, and 30 million, I guess, you know, and so, I mean, that's a broad, broad range, but that, that's majority of small businesses, as you know, in America, um, majority of small businesses is going to be in that range. Well, and so, but I also, we like the brick and mortar. So they're in Pensacola, Florida, they're in Orlando, or they're, you know, Atlanta, or even small town, you know, like um, uh, Gainesville, Florida, you know, the where, where the University of Florida is. So we work with tons of clients in those small markets, but 
we're going to, we want to make sure that we can uh, assess them against their competitors in that market. They don't have to be the best. They don't have to be the guy in Atlanta because they're not, you know, they're, it's a, it's a plumber in, in Gainesville, right? So we're just basically reverse engineer what they're doing, reverse engineer what their competitors are doing in that market. And then there's a gap. There's a delta, we call it. There's a, there's, there's a difference. It's easy to see. We just call it authority in general, uh, authority. Uh, this guy has this amount of authority. This guy, you have this much authority. We have to make the gap. We have to beat them on authority. How do we do that? And it's, you know, coming down to this prosperous one. Um, I hope that answered your question. So it it really, it, you know, it depends on which market because the amount of effort we have to do in the land is going to be much different than the amount of effort that we have to do in, you know, uh, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, um, and, and there are the, um, I would say, non-tactical business stuff that, that's pretty important that I know that you talk about. So, for example, you know, as leaders, um, you know, we want to be, we want to have some foundational stuff going on in our personal lives so that we can show up and be who we need to be as founders. Would you mind kind of just touching on that briefly? Yeah, I, I have a lot of philosophies that you're exactly right. This is one of them. I believe there's four circles to success. In fact, I have right here on my, I I, have, I, I think about it all the time. I talk about it with my staff and I'll tell you what it is. You probably can't see it, but um, number one is mindset. And and you, you touched on it. Mindset is absolutely critical. And if I was to take these four circles and put them in a percentage, um, you know, Tony Robbins says mindset's 75% of the issue. I don't know if I'd give it that high, but it's definitely over 50% of the reason why, you know, issues or the reason why people are successful is because of this mindset thing. So we work on that a tremendous amount with just us internally, but and our clients. We work on, you know, because they have head trash, right? We all we all have head trash, but we got to work on that. And then we have to ask the hard questions. Why? Why not? Why not you? Why can't this be you? Why can't you be doing this? If somebody else is doing it, you can't be too. And we just got to reverse engineer and do the same thing. So mindset's number one. Number two is skill sets. Now, skills, obviously, you're taught, they're, and they're soft skills and hard skills. So part of that is training and, and your you know, you, what you're doing with, um, you know, like I said, if you're in the, uh, you know, a plumbing niche, you, you got to be good at what you do, and you got to have the skills. So we, we don't overlook that, because sometimes they are short in that category. Um, and we're going to make sure they get their certifications and get their skills, get their skills going. The third circle to success is tools. Um, and I believe hardware and software is the cheat codes of success in today's world. You could leapfrog competitors, leapfrog competitors just simply by implementing new software. And as you know, you know, the word AI is getting thrown out there like crazy in 2023. But um, I mean, if you're not keeping up, this stuff is phenomenally amazing what it can do nowadays. Uh, and these people, some of these people are stuck 10, 20, 30 years ago. This is where we've always done business. Well, um, I'm a big believer in the SOPs and the tools and the processes to, to take things forward. And you got to look at it. even in my own business, you know, we don't want to stay the same. We call it productivity versus activity. And the defining definition of those activity you know when i lay my head on you know on the pillow when i go to sleep at night i'm like i don't ask was i busy today because the answer is always yes i mean i feel like i work really hard every day but some days i feel like you know i'm spinning my wheels or whatever they say two steps forward one step back the muddy mountain but you should be asking was i productive today and productive is a different word meaning it produces a result in my by my definition so pro productivity means it produces a result that you can verify i mean i'm back to numbers right did we produce a result today or plant seeds and i'm okay with that plant seeds that we know will get us results in the future 
right? So that's part of the tool set that I'm talking about in the circles of success. And the last one's easy. So mindset, skill set, tool set. The last one's get off your asset. <laughs> this is this is actually implementing, right? This is doing and, and going and, and, uh, and putting in place and actually, you know, taking ground. And sometimes, you know, uh, the biggest, you know, the second one, I believe, you know, Tony Robbins would agree with this too. Mindset is number one. The second one would be taking action. Um, and some people just get, you know, stopped uh, with, you know, and with no inertia at all. An object in motion stays in motion, but an object at rest stays at rest. And unfortunately, they just they just can't get going because they're they got things in their way. So uh, we help them with that too. But but yeah, that's uh, I mean, if I was to narrow it down, it's the four circles. We were going to pay attention because back to the you know back to the the processes, we're going to find out which one you're weak in, and you know all of us have issues, and so we can work on those. Yeah, um, your book, um, the the Prosper Formula. Um, what is the transformation that takes? I mean, I mean, you've kind of been talking about this, but yeah. um, just I want to you know, for someone that, uh, you know, wants to do a little bit more of a deep dive, um, why should they grab the book? Yeah, absolutely. Well, every, basically everything I just said, I'm, I, you know, I go into hundreds of pages on. So we, I do talk about that customer journey and how to take them on purpose, how to take prospects and customers onto this journey of no light, trust, try, buy, evangelize. So that's going to be, that's going to be, um, the the second section actually the first section is the four circles of success because i believe if you don't have that correct everything else will it, like you're going to misfire and all these other things i'm going to talk about so i have to get the mindset right i have to get the tools in place and skills in place and of course i have to get you to take action so then the third section is the actual prosper formula section so it seems complicated but it all works together right it is it's an ecosystem i strongly believe that these things have to come first and then when you got those in play uh and they're and they're actually moving and grooving sometimes again they change and can you go backwards but for the most part if you're going forward then the prosper formula you know works handily and then i go in literally hundreds of ways to do this for every type of business out there, every niche I could think of. And in the end, then we got an appendix and these are real life businesses that changed their name. Like, you know, I, I think I'm clever, but that was like a poop emoji plumbing and calculator emoji <laughs> accounting firm or whatever. So you'll see real businesses and how these prosper formula came to play in theirs. When we changed, we increased 5% here, decreased 5% there, increased five and you know, 7% here or 2%. Sometimes we just, we only need 2% and it, and it doubled their profit. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's exactly hopefully what you come out with. So it's very tactical. Actually, each chapter has what I call 30,000 foot view. So that's going to be the mindset part of it, right? It's going to get you, why do I need to do this? Why does this apply to me? And then of course, at, in the middle of the chapter is going to go into what I call in the trenches. So that's the tactical part. Step one, do this, step two, this. So like prospecting, uh, don't quote me on this. I think there's like 141 ways to increase your prospects, 140 maybe somewhere around there. Um, so anyway, in the book, I'm going to go through those uh, and not like complete details, but I'm going to give you ideas of how to increase your prospects. And then closing ratio, how to increase your closing ratio. Those, each one's going to be very tactical how to do this. Um, so let me just tell you this. I kind of see it as a workbook. I get it. I don't know what the percentage is. Uh, and, you know, you wrote a book, and, like, I think less than 80% read, finish the whole book. I don't know. Right. It's it's right. a horrible number. I don't want to even know it because when you're an author, you just want to assume they're reading every page let's pretend like they read 20 percent of your book i get that and so my my mindset in in writing the book was like all right take the assessment figure out kind of where your weakness is flip to that chapter and here's how to fix it and and literally you know for a 20 dollar book it should it should dramatically help your business because all right well here i need to work on this um this is according to this test and then there it is so that's that's my that's my belief it hasn't happened yet right we haven't launched it yet but i really think that's what will happen awesome 
Eddie, your, uh, your, again, your website is Eddie Hill. Your website is prosperformula.com. Eddie, I want to thank you so much for your time. Great conversation. Great having you on the show. I appreciate it, Josh, and thank you for what you do. And I, I want to continue, you know, growing our relationship. Uh, and like I said, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. I know you now, and I definitely like you and trust you, and I appreciate what you're doing for our community. Uh, and I'll help you any way I can. I'll get involved. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.